Hello everyone, it's Jillian. This is the Gigero Shots. I'm a bit of the worst right now because I had every intention of recording every Monday or whatever and it did not happen again this year because of a lot of stuff that's been happening and um, I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. I'm not really doing too well mentally. Um, so after the Oscar nomination episode. Um, the next day I had a friend come in to visit and that was a crazy week. Um, I wound up getting into a car accident on my way to pick her up. Everything's fine. Um, I wound up, um, we, we spent the whole week in Disney, Disneyland. Um, and that was awesome. Definitely something that I needed to do and having spending time with her was great and everything. And we were actually in the park, on the day that Rise of the Resistance opened, which I've never been at a theme park during a ride opening before. So that was pretty awesome. And it was kind of a hectic experience because you needed to get a special boarding pass in order to get on the ride. And um, we, I think we figured out that we were like the first group because again, it was opening. So I got, we got group 12 and it like an hour after like official park opening was when we got to go on the ride. Um, but yeah, the ride was awesome. Um, and just some tips if you are trying to get in, I pretty sure it's like 90% luck, 10% actually like strategizing. Um, we wound up getting to the park before opening, which they were let us started letting people in at like five, five 30, which we did not do. We got, we didn't sleep, but we got there around like before seven and we just hung out in the um main hub and it's all through the app so you basically i had the app open but just the main screen and just did not click learn more or more info until 8 a.m and that's when i i got the boarding pass um but also like link your tickets with your whole crew be sure to be on data don't don't rely on disney's wi-fi um like turn off the Wi-Fi because that sometimes can cause some issues. Um, but yeah, I'm like 90% sure it's luck and I still can't believe we got in the first group and the ride is absolutely incredible. I'm like dying to go back on it because now there's like new things for me to look into and stuff. It's crazy. It's trackless. It's like multiple experiences. It's like a walkthrough at some points and then it's like an actual ride. It's insane. I don't think I've ever been on a ride like that. And just to be able to experience it on opening day was really, really, really cool experience. And people were clapping when we left. I don't know. It was weird. Um, so we had, so I had my Disney week and then the next week when I actually was planning on recording, I got really sick. Um, I actually, the Tuesday I was planning on recording the next episode where I was going to talk about Disney and other stuff. I woke, I was shivering the entire night, had the thought quite a bit that I had the flu, freaked out. Um, I had things to do that week. So I was like, oh my God, like I was, I had a networking event. I had a job interview. I was like, oh my God, this is not good body. Like I was so run down and everything. I wanted to, I did not have the flu or we, I don't think I had the flu. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have a way to check my temperature and I was taking medicine. So I kind of kicked it relatively fast. Um, 
but I was just, that Tuesday was just a very bad day for me. Like I was exhausted. I was still freezing. I like couldn't do anything. So I was like, I'm not going to record today. And then I kept writing it down and then just never did. And then last week, um, God, I had another job interview. I went to an event for Fangirlish and I just, it, it was just another week that kind of just went away with way for me oh by the way I did not get the job um and it's just been really hectic and again me dealing with my mental health has not been good and I've been watching a lot of stuff but I'm also just like all over the place so that's why this episode's gonna be a little weird like I'm like I don't even know what to even start with like I'm like I have things up and I'm just like what am I gonna talk about so I guess here goes um we're gonna go back to uh, the final two episodes of Crisis, um, I <laughs> I actually had to review the final episode of Crisis for Fangirlish um, because it was Legends of Tomorrow episode, and they asked me if I wanted to do it, and I was like, sure, why not? And then I like freaked out about it because I've never really done, I've never done like an official review. Like, I mean, I do reviews on my own blog, but like they're silly. Like, I, I I'm the worst. I like really am really bad at you know, thinking of what I do and my hobby as a real thing. Um, so I'd never really done one of those before, especially for a specific episode. And I have the worst focus problems. Like I, again, if you can't tell, um, so I was kind of nervous and I freaked out about that. And I was also doing it in a hotel room with my friend who passed out while I was working on it. Um, but overall I liked crisis for non-narrative reasons. I liked Crisis because I love seeing all the characters get together and all of the Easter eggs and everything like that. Um, but narratively, it's kind of a mess and how they ended it was really weird. And uh, I'm, I'm not even going to bother really talking into it. But if you want to read my review of the Legends episode of Crisis, which was part, part five, it's about fangirlish. You can enjoy that. Um, I actually, I, everyone seemed to really like it and I'm really proud that I was able to do it more than anything else because again I have really bad focus problems um let's see what else happened the magicians came back um so so far we're three episodes in I'm a little confused about what's going on um but they I think they're handling um someone's death better than I expected them to like there's still he's still a major through line but it's not I don't feel like it's taking away from the show I actually am really enjoying it because I like the dynamic between all the characters and the fillery stuff is still very fascinating the filler stuff actually has gotten even more bizarre if that's even possible um so yeah I'm happy the magician's back I just really love everyone on that show um seriously I'm just like going through (laughs) my my schedule um oh all right so we had the finales of i mean they're not really like they're not really shows that have major like um, storylines or anything that connect to anything but we had the finales of two disney plus shows on the 17th which was encore and the world according to jeff goldblum um encore so let's just do a full season recap of encore i watched the first episode of encore and i actually hated it I hate Annie. Like, it's not my favorite show in the slightest. Hate the movie. Like, my sister, my older sister loved Annie, watched it a lot when I was a kid. She was Annie in a 
school production and I just never liked it. It was not my thing. It's hard not like this fine, but that's it. And everything that I was worried about with Encore when I first saw the preview for it, I was like, oh no, this might be too much like emotions for me because like I don't do well like with those types of shows and everything like that. That's exactly what Encore was. But the second episode was Beauty and the Beast. And that one was awesome. Not just because it was Beauty and the Beast, which I love, but also like the people who came back were my, were, would I would have gone to school with. Like that would have been my class. So like I connected with them on a different level. And then ever since then, I kind of enjoyed every episode. Um, even if I didn't have a connection with the show, like I, the Pippin episode was so good. And like, it's it's just so much fun like it's so and it's yes it's like theater kids so it's like super dramatic and stuff but I'm actually like I really somehow like connect to these people and again like I mentioned it with my high school musical the musical the series thing that like it's something that I didn't get to experience in high school but kind of wish I did and I just I don't know I I really do love encore it's like it's really, really crazy and silly, but I I really wound up loving it a lot more than I expected to. And the world according to Jeff Goldblum is just Jeff Goldblum going around being his weird self, just talking about things, and it's just a delight. Um, so that's fun. Um, but then they also premiered a new show called Diary of a Future President, and I was really looking forward to the show, and it so far has not disappointed me. It's it's definitely skews younger, so it's more of the high school musical, um, like, decom. I feel like it might be a little older than, like, Disney Channel stuff, like, but then again, I haven't watched Disney Channel shows in a while, and Andy Mack was apparently very... Um, kind of went into more adult themes anyway um diary of future president so it's um about a young girl in miami who winds up being president and played by gina rodriguez in the future but we actually do not focus on gina rodriguez like at all this is all about her in sixth grade and i'm like i said i'm really enjoying it it's super cute like it's nothing like i don't think of anything really crazy is happening right now like the brother's going through some stuff um the mom is just is starting to date her first per like the starting to date someone for the first time after losing her husband and um so far i'm just like the it's so funny because like at the time uh like at the age that i that this demographics for like this stuff about like friend drama it was like something that I really enjoyed but now as an adult I'm like I'm like part cringing but also part like ugh, why are we doing this like because I just can't deal with like friend drama like especially middle school girlfriend drama like no I don't want to relive any of that again so um but I am enjoying it I think it's really cute and I hope that it get, can get I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how much the audience is for these some of these shows, so but whatever. Um, let's see, is there anything else? Okay, so let's see. Then we got um the week of January nineteenth, we had some new shows and some premieres. Um there was a new show on HBO called Avenue Five, which is by the guy who did Veep and it has Hugh Laurie and it takes place on a spaceship and oh my god, that it was I hated it. Like I like it had such a good cast and it has such an interesting idea, but it just like did not work in any sense of the word. Like it's a little Orville esque and 
I don't know what else. It reminded me of something else too. It's definitely Orville, but not Orville because they're not like going on like adventures. It's like, it's kind of like Wally, like where they're just on a space station. I don't even know. It was not good. Sorry. We'll not be watching that one. Um, let's see. Anything else? I'm so sorry. I'm so bad at this. <laughs> oh, um, there was a new show on Comedy Central. Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Um, I, it's okay. There are some things that are a little too um, broad, like humor that I don't generally like. Um, but Aquafina is so, I think, charming. And I'm sort of enjoying, like, when there's actually a storyline versus this little, like, kind of sketch portions, which it's, I'm totally explaining this wrong. That's not how the show is. The show is actually, like, a narrative show. But there are some sections that feel very, like, sketch-like instead of narrative. And so sometimes those just go a little off the rails, just a teeny bit. Um, but... I, I like I said I like Aquafina. It's really interesting. Like so far, I've been, I really liked I liked a majority of the pilot. The second episode got a little weird with the grandma, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's like a silly show. I kind of I it, it reminded me of Broad City, which is I, which makes sense because they're both on Comedy Central. Um, but and but I feel like Broad City was maybe a little more refined with the humor. I don't know. Whatever, it's fun. Um. Station 19 came back and I wound up watching Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy because they lied to me saying that there was a crossover and there was absolutely no reason for me to watch Grey's Anatomy because I do not know those characters anymore. Um, Station 19 is just, I feel like it's just gotten a little overdramatic. I don't know. I might, might have to give it up. Like what I liked about it was like, it wasn't like a fun show. But I wound up liking the characters and now like all the characters are kind of pissing me off and they're all doing stuff that I feel like they shouldn't be. And it's again, just getting very overdramatic and very grease and like reasons why I gave up grease were because of that. So I don't know, not really, not really feeling it right now this season. I feel like they're just like trying to kill everyone off and I'm just not okay with it. Um, we had the finale of Perfect Harmony, which actually turned out to be a really cute show. And I, I might be sad if NBC decides to not renew it. Um, because I think that I really, after not really liking the pilot, I wound up really kind of connecting to the characters and feeling like they're all, like all of their shenanigans and antics and stuff. And the performances were also really, really, really good. Um, so yeah, I think I would be upset if NBC decides not to bring it back because it was just, it was just a cute show. Like I'm really not looking like it for these half hour comedies. I'm not like expecting anything special. Um, then we got the bold type came back, which is really awesome. Um, so far I'm enjoying how they're navigating this new media landscape and everything like that. Um, and I think what else happened. I like that's why I'm like I'm like trying to think of what happens, but also like I don't want to spoil anything. So like I loved the end of the second episode so much. Also the second episode that had to do with mammograms, like that is 100% how mammograms are, guys. They suck. I hate them. Um, 
Alright, so is anything new that week that I didn't watch that my mom watches though? Yes, I have multiple. Oh, 911 Lone Star, the 911 spinoff with Rob Lowe taking place in Texas. That premiered. If that's up your alley, not up my alley. Um, let's try to see what else. Picard started. I have, I only got into, um, Star Trek after the 2009 reboot and I wound up watching the original series when I was in college. It, it worked. Um, but I never wound up watching any of the other shows. Like I have, I every time I see Next Gen on any of the streaming platforms, I like move it to my queue. But like I just do not have time to actually watch it. Next up will be Next Gen. Like I've no, and also I haven't even watched most of the movies, the original movies. But so I don't know Picard. Like I know of Picard and everything, but like I don't really know him. So like I can't watch the show yet. But one day I'll get to it. Um, and then we also had The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina came back. I still haven't watched the second season. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm the worst. And Shrill came back on Hulu. But I have not watched that yet either. So let's go to the week of January 26th. So this week was actually finale week. We had a lot of finales. Um, we had the series finale of Star Wars Resistance, which... Oh my god, guys. I'm really going to miss this silly little animated show. I'm so sad that Lucasfilm decided to just cut it short after two seasons because it was really good. Like, it really came into its own by the end of season one. And I think that the way season two is handled was so well done. And the finale was just so... Oh, man. It gave me so many feels. I am just... Oh... I just really wish we could have had more time with Team Colossus and Team Fireball and just to see what would have happened after the end of Rise of Skywalker instead of cutting it short right before Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Ugh. Decisions. Um, then we had the finale of Arrow, which I personally found super boring. Um uh, because uh, things happened in crisis that then carried over to the finale and it just it was just boring to me I'm sorry I I had had my issues with Arrow for the past few seasons but I actually wound up really enjoying this season up until and I actually I don't mind what happened in crisis I just thought it was stupid to do it two episodes prior to the finale um, because then it kind of just shifted the dynamic what I did like about the finale, though, was Felicity coming back, obviously, um, but also, um, and it wasn't, it was something I realized after the fact was um, when I was reading io9 that it was basically a goodbye to Arrow's most underrated character, which is Diggle, and that's true. Like, Diggle really was a huge part of the show, and he never really got the respect he deserved. So, if anything, the finale was more of a, oops, we screwed you up, um, kind of a deal. So, yeah. Um, sorry. Not really my thing. Um, but goodbye, Arrow. And I'm grateful that you started off the Arrowverse. I'm grateful that the DC TV universe has been got to grow because of you even if you weren't always the best one um 
but I like I, I I'm honestly I don't know what I would have I, I connected more to the DC TV stuff than I did to the movies recently so whatever uh we had the emergence finale um uh, I am so sorry I do not really remember what happened that <laughs> was not when I watched it it was not a good day for me so I can remember bits and pieces of it but as a whole I do not remember what really happened and uh I'm sorry about that um I would not mind a second season basically because I think Allison Tolman deserves everything um and it was a really interesting idea I think that they really every time they introduced a mystery they kind of answered it within at least two episodes which was great um I, I love shows that do that and especially ones that are have a shorter span so that it was also only at 13 episodes so that worked um so yeah I would like to see a second season I don't really know how, what they could do but if they would like to that would be great um next up we have Miracle Workers came back with the second season which is a little weird given the fact that it was kind of a self-contained show but they decided to go back to the middle ages and so far I I'm having some issues with it because the characters are very different from how they were in the first episode, even though it's the same cast. It's Daniel Radcliffe, Steve Buscemi, and I'm totally blanking on the other two actors' names, um, but it just takes place in the Middle Ages, and it's just kind of bizarre at the moment. I, there was an episode last night, so maybe it will start clicking for me a little more. It, this is another show that I think I watched when I was not in a good mood, so I kind of just was not really paying attention. Um, which is on me. I, I 100% do not blame shows for this happening. Like I, there are times when I think back and I'm like, oh, I hated that. But then I'm like, did I hate that because of what the show did? Or did I hate it because of what was happening, um, in my life? So, um, we'll see how that goes. Um, we had the finale of The Good Place. Oh my God, guys. I did not expect to, I guess, feel as much as I did. So I love The Good Place. I think the first two seasons are absolutely excellent. I think the third season had a little bit of an issue and then it kind of continued into the fourth season. And part of my problem with it was Eleanor and Chidi's relationship kind of becoming a big thing like for the show. And I never really got invested into that relationship. I liked them as friends. I didn't like them as romantic partners. So the fact that the whole kind of final season was like about their romance really just didn't sit well with me at all. And it made me kind of mad that the show, I didn't think the show needed to do that. And I actually found a Vulture article that kind of said the same thing, and I, but more eloquently and saying that it was more about their friendship, that it should have been always about the friendship. It shouldn't have been a romance. Like that would have been a better kind of thing. Um, so I'd kind of been getting annoyed with the show as a whole. And then the finale hit and it really got to me. And I, I'm still thinking about it too and kind of and again, I've just been having a really rough time with things that I I think that might have hit helps me. But it's also like I'm trying to go through things. So using their methods is maybe going to help me. I don't know. I really don't know what I'm saying at this point. <laughs> but it's I really I really did think that The Good Place had one of probably the best series finales I've ever seen. And I am. I'm grateful we got a show like that, to be honest, to kind of go through some really difficult 
themes, but do it in such a way that was really, really well done for the most part. Like I said, like my personal preferences, I think might have not been the same as others. So, but yeah, Ugh, the good place. I will miss you. Um, then we had the finale of Evil, which is coming back, which I'm glad about because, and I'm glad that it was actually a short season too. Like good on CBS for realizing that certain shows do not need to be 22 episodes. I think that they finally learned from Person of Interest that a Person of Interest could have been like an, um, Person of Interest was an amazing show, but Person of Interest could have been even better and probably gotten more of an audience had they had shorter seasons for it to go through their arcs instead of doing 22 episode seasons 22 episode seasons it's not a model that works anymore i think for a majority of shows and i'm so glad that they gave evil that option to be like you can have a shorter season and we'll like work with you because i think that if we had a 22 episode season of evil i possibly would have dropped out at some point but we did it. We got a 13 episode season and oh my god, everything tied back and I I can't. So Evil is one of those shows that I one should not be watching live at 10 o'clock at night, but I do anyway because it's pretty much was the only thing for me on. And I was watching CBS anyway, so I like hate changing the channel when I'm already watching the channel. Um, but oh my god, I the things that they wound up doing and it's just so creepy sometimes like it's not scary it's creepy and certain episodes were creepier than others especially anytime they dealt with the the girls with her daughters having seeing the same stuff that like she's dealing with and she, like it's just the show is just bizarre but i love it and I think what they wound up doing at the end is just so crazy. I'm still like, what just happened and how are they going to work on this? Like, oh my God. Uh, so yeah, evil. <laughs> That's a show. Um, let's see. Is anything else? Anything that I didn't watch that my mom watched? The Biggest Loser came back, if that's your thing. That's one of my mom's things. Um, yeah, all right, that was it. Um, so now we're up to this week. Um, so we had the Super Bowl on Sunday. Ooh, I wound up reading through most of the game and watched the commercials, which the commercials were lame. I'm sorry. I really didn't like any of them. I like trying to think like the Momoa one creeped me out. Um, I, the Alexa one was cute. I love the little Nas X and um, Sam Elliott. That was a good one. Also because I'm obsessed with Old Town Road. Um, but mostly I was just very excited for Demi Lovato's amazing Star Spangled Banner performance. And the halftime show was amazing. Oh my god. I had already, like I knew J-Lo would kill it because of the dancing and stuff. And I was really excited for Shakira because I didn't really, it's not, like I, like, I liked Shakira when she came out and everything. But I never really followed her career as much. Um, and so I'd kind of forgotten that she was also a good dancer and an amazing singer. And so that was fun. And I, I just think that that was a great performance and a great F you to the Academy for snubbing Miss Jennifer Lopez for Hustlers. Um, so yeah, that was, um, but, oh wait, sorry. My the absolute best commercial. So even with Super Bowl Sunday and I think trailers has kind of gone downhill because even like the Mulan they showed a trailer but it wasn't really a trailer like you go online to watch the trailer and I'm like I hate when you guys do this like that's not 
how this works. Um, I'm super excited for Mulan though and uh, Black Widow. But I think what I most got excited for was was actually kind of it wasn't officially announced. And then the day of the game, there were whispers that we were getting like some Falcon and Winter Soldier footage. And I was like, really? Like this, this is really happening? So like, obviously I just kept the game on, was paying attention. And every time the commercials came on, I would stop reading and start watching. The second I saw the shield, I screamed. <laughs> I screamed so many times in that like tiny little, like just little I don't even know. It wasn't even a trailer. Like it was just little clips. Like I screamed so much because we also got to see WandaVision and we got to see all the crazy costumes Elizabeth Olsen is going to be wearing as Wanda and like all the different like setups. Oh my God. I am possibly more excited for WandaVision just because of how like out there it seems. Like I'm really excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier, obviously, because I love Sam is one of, has been my favorite since Winter Soldier. And I'm really excited to see Bucky kind of grow up a little bit. Like, now he has to grow up. Um, oh, my God. I'm trying to think of else. Oh, and we saw Zemo again, who's my favorite villain. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, then WandaVision. And then, oh, my God. We got to see just... So, Loki, I think, just started filming, to be honest. And I was not really expecting anything for Loki because they had... Well, Falcon and Winter Soldier was always scheduled to come out this year. WandaVision wound up getting pushed up. And so I was like, okay, like, like those two are going to be the ones focused. I did not expect to see Tom Hiddleston as Loki in this commercial. I expected to see like something for Loki, but I didn't expect a little clip. And oh my God, I, that really, I, I cannot, cannot wait to see my baby again. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I like, and Disney Plus so far has been so good with the content that I'm just like, they really know what they're doing, even though there's now like been some hiccups with like the Lizzie McGuire reboot and Obi-Wan's show. Um, but if they just continue with this kind of content, I'm going to be really happy. So yeah, I'm really, really, really looking forward to the Marvel shows on Disney Plus. And I can't wait to see like what else they decide to come up with to expand the universe. And oh my God. Yeah, that was like the highlight of the Super Bowl for me was that one commercial. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my life now, guys. I'm just Marvel trash forever. Um, after the Super Bowl, they decided to premiere The Mass Singer, which I've mentioned multiple times. I love The Mass Singer so much. I love the costumes. I love the whole idea of it. I've really enjoyed watching every season and trying to figure out who these celebrities are. I could do without the panel, to be honest. Um, it was actually really funny, though, the fact that they did have Jamie Foxx on the panel this week because they love guessing Jamie Foxx's people, and it's never Jamie Foxx. Like, they thought Wayne Brady was Jamie Foxx last year, which isn't a terrible guess, but halfway through this season last year last last season I was like that's Wayne Brady and they kept being like that's Jamie Foxx and I was like it's not Jamie Foxx it's Wayne Brady so um I'm so far I only was able to pick up one person out of the people I think that they're correct about Gronk by the way um but I definitely think that the turtle is Jesse McCartney um and so we'll see. I've actually had to stop listening to clues as much and just kind of go by voices because I the clues sometimes are so out there that it just never makes sense to me. 
And if I just listened to the performance, then I could probably figure it out. So that's why I was like, I like ignored most of what Jesse McCartney was saying. And I was like, and like just listened to him saying Kiss from a Rose. And I was like, you're Jesse McCartney, which was also funny because I wound up listening to a Spotify playlist on Saturday and there were two Jesse McCartney songs. So like his voice was really in my head, even though I'm not the biggest Jesse McCartney fan. But they also kept saying like, oh, a boy band. And I was like, yeah, Jesse McCartney was in Dream Street, guys. I did not like Dream Street. But that was a thing that happened. So anyway, Mass Singers back, guys. And there's a new episode on tonight. I'm very excited. I just really, I really just love the show. It's so ridiculous. I can't. Um, Anything else? Oh, and there's, there's another new Fox reality show, Lego Masters, which I did not know existed. And now I'm like, I cannot. When I saw a commercial for it, I flipped out because I love Legos and I love competition shows like that. Um. And Will Arnett, the best Batman, is going to be the host. And I'm just really looking forward to it. Also, I drove past the Fox studio last week and they had all, like, it all looks like Legos right now, which was really cute. I wish I'd gotten a picture, but I was driving. Um, Yeah, so I'm very much interested in to see how that show goes. (laughs) Like, what is going to happen each week and all that fun stuff. Um, So that should be fun. And then we got the premiere of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Ooh, I cannot wait for my, my babies to come back. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to see what antics the Brooklyn Nine-Nine crew can get up to this season. Um, and then we have the new CW show, which is a Riverdale spinoff, Katie Keen, which stars Lucy Hale and has um, Josie from Riverdale taking on New York City. Um... So I'm interested in that because I always like Lucy Hale. Um, and it kind of should be a lighter version of Riverdale. So good job, Josie. Um, we got the new NBC sitcom Indebted, which stars Adam Paley, everyone's uh, most hated stormtrooper for punching Baby Yoda on The Mandalorian. Um it also stars Fran Drescher as his mom, which is actually brilliant casting, um, and Steven Weber. And so my 90s sitcom heart is exploding that Fran Fine is married to. Oh, God, I'm totally blanking on Steven Weber's Wings character. Anyway, I love Wings. Wings is one of my favorite shows. So um, I will definitely be checking it out. Also, I love Adam Paley from Happy Endings, not from The Mandalorian. <laughs> Adam Paley is like one of my guys. Um, so it should be interesting. I really don't know that much about it. I think that his parents wind up moving back in with him. I don't even know. Um, then we got season three of The Sinner, which is more of an anthology show, I think, except for Bill Pullman winds up being in each season. So the first season was him and Jessica Beale, and I didn't watch it because I was not a Jessica Beale fan. And then the second season, I believe, had Carrie Coon in it. And I would have watched it, but for some reason I just didn't. My mom has been a big fan of the show since day one. Um, so I was kind of always following it because of her. And then this season they announced that it was going to be Matt Bomer and Chris Messina. And I love both those actors. So I was like, I think I'm going to check this out. So we'll see how that goes this week. Um, and then we also got a new show on CBS, uh, Edie Falco's Return to Television, Tommy. Um, where she plays like the police chief of the LAPD, I believe. I'm not really sure what the show's about, but I'm going to watch it. So I will let you know next week. Um, And then 
we got the premiere of um, Sam Esmail's new show since Mr. Robot ended, uh, Briar Patch, which stars Rosario Dawson. And I'm looking forward to this one because I love Rosario Dawson also. And two, because Sam Esmail has a really vivid mind. Like, I, I don't remember. Did I talk about the Mr. Robot finale on this? I'm probably not going to go into crazy, but I, but it was what he wound up doing at the end was incredible and I still can't believe that final season like at all so um I will pretty much follow him wherever he decides to go because of what Mr. Robot was um and then we got the season premiere of MacGyver which again makes my mom very happy it makes me very happy too I've kind of missed those guys um and it looks like we got a new we got Henry Ian Cusick on it this season so that should be fun um, let's see, is there anything else that I might have missed that my mom watches, but I do not? Nope. Alright, so let's do some movies. Um, let's see. What came out? So I wound up seeing The Gentleman because I like Guy Ritchie. Um, it was not my favorite Guy Ritchie movie. There is some racism problems, um, that... I personally, I didn't notice fully at the time. I don't think I laughed at the jokes, but it wasn't until I read them from people pointing them out that I was like, oh yeah, no, that's definitely bad. Like, so I don't know what I, I don't know. Guy Ritchie needs to work on that. And I actually thought because of what he did with Aladdin that, I mean, I think Gentleman was pretty much wrapped and everything beforehand. But everything I saw with Aladdin, I thought that he was actually kind of grew up a little bit and realizing that stereotypes are not good, but eh, whatever. Um, I did not love The Gentleman, but it's a really fun movie. Um, the cast just really kind of elevates it to a separate level. And there's also a really, really, really lingering shot on a Man from Uncle poster that kind of was like, was this just for me? Like, was this just for me? Um, <laughs> I know it's, I'm not the only person who loves Man from Uncle, but it, it at the time I was just like, oh my God. Like, what is he doing? Um, Hugh Grant is just beyond excellent. So it's Colin Farrell. I actually really like McConaughey in this too. It's been a while since I've really enjoyed a McConaughey role. I think the more I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, no, the gentleman was good. Uh, anyway. Um, so that came out the 24th last week. I think the biggest release was the rhythm section, which was a movie that I actually didn't think was a real movie for the longest time because it kept getting pushed um it was like Blake Lively winds up becoming a spy and Jude Law's in it and Sterling K. Brown's in it um I'd actually heard it wasn't as bad as it could have been especially for a movie that got pushed as much many times as it did and then winds up opening in January um I probably will see it eventually don't know when like I'm not going to spend money on it but um because of the reviews I think I actually will more than likely check it out at some point versus me ignoring it um, cause I do like Blake Lively. I know she's not a great actress and I've heard that it, the level is a little above her normal range, but whatever. We'll see. Um, this week, the biggest release is Birds of Prey and I'm just gonna kind of put it out there. I'm not gonna see it. I did not see Suicide Squad for obvious reasons. Um, mostly because I did not like the direction DC was going in at the time and I just didn't want to deal with Jared Leto and I just didn't think it looked very good. Um, 
Although I did keep hearing that Margot Robbie was great as Harley Quinn, but I actually don't really have a strong connection to Harley as I think other people do. Like, I think her costume design has always been fun and everything like that, but I'm just not, like, I I didn't watch the animated series. Like, I really don't have, like, a strong connection with her like I do to some of the other villains. Um, but then everything about the movie, I know I'm, like, it's directed by a woman. It was written by a woman. Like, it actually was written by the woman who wrote, um, Bumblebee, which I loved. Um, I just, for some reason, like this movie, every time I see something for it, I like kind of like shut down. Like I like cannot be bothered with it. And I don't really know why. Something just is just not connecting with me as a whole. Like I think it has a great cast. I love Journey Solette. I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I like and actually Mary Elizabeth Winstead is fantastic in her role um like Rosie Perez is in it and then the villains are Ewan McGregor and Chris Messina which are my guys um but I just every time I just can't seem to get like excited for it so I'm and I hear it's great I think it's like up in the high 90s not high 90s it's up in the 90s right now on Rotten Tomatoes and everyone's saying it's really good and like the action scenes are great and it's like a really fun movie but like I'm just not not feeling it and um I don't uh, take away my my girl card or something I don't know it's just not something is just really just feels off for me and I'm probably not gonna see it um at least definitely I'm definitely not seeing it in theaters so oh well um, so I think that's gonna be it for the week. Um, so sorry that I kind of bailed on my other two episodes and that I kind of dropped the ball and also just kind of let you guys hanging. I did not mean to. It's just it's not been great. It's been a great start to the year. Let's just say that. Um, but if you would follow me on Instagram and Twitter, like I'm pretty much always active there and I have been posting on the blog, on my blog at least. Um, I've been doing my uh, True Love rewatch, which is my Dawson's Creek rewatch, kind of more um, season three about Pacey and Joey's burgeoning relationship. Uh, we're almost up to my episodes, which are going to both destroy me and make me very happy. Um, I put up my January playlist. I reviewed a book, The Guinevere Deception. Yeah, that's where I am on my blog. On Fangirlish, oh my god, I have a lot. So I have my crisis recap. I went that I went to a Frozen 2 event for them um, at Disney Animation, and uh, the recap is published yesterday on fangirlish.com, so you can read that. I have to work on some of the interviews that I was a part of from the day. It's not going very well. Um, I have another article about High Fidelity, uh, the High Fidelity show going on Hulu next week. Um... I think that should be getting posted sometime today. Um, yeah, so I'm kind of on both things. Oh, and I wrote a a thing about award shows on um, Six Degrees Society. That was fun. Um, 
I wrote it before the Oscar nominations that wound up not having to change a single word, which was not great, guys. Um, oh, that's right. The Oscars are Sunday. That's next week's episode. I'll rant about the Oscars and how ridiculous they are. Um, so, yeah. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore geeky underscore rose. I'm on Instagram at the geeky rose. My blog is thegeekyrose.wordpress.com. You can find me on fangirlish.com. And I will hopefully record on Monday. Now, now I am excited because of the Oscars. I forgot. I keep forgetting that they're so early this year. Um, so I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>